Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV, captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. We're going to speak to a wicketkeeper shortly. Uh, Welcome back to Sports Day WA, but Australian test keeper Alex Carey set a new domestic record and equaled a world record at the same time on what, as I mentioned before the break, was a wild final day of the one-day competition. And as I said, an extraordinary maiden century from Tom Rogers, 15 fours, 15 sixes, made 196 of 142 balls, but they were beaten by New South Wales and won't partake in the Marsh one-day cup final. It'll be between New South Wales and WA. But in Adelaide, the test keeper, Carey, back playing for his state before heading off to the tour in New Zealand, took a staggering eight catches in his team's dead rubber with Queensland. Now, did I hear Paul Hazelby saying he didn't rate that? That is bizarre, Hayes. Hayes, if you're listening, it is bizarre. In the end, a wicketkeeper is there to take the catches, whether they're simple ones, not so simple ones, or difficult ones. Sure, the batsman gets the edge, but you've got to complete it. And to take eight catches and not spill one is an extraordinary effort. So I think Paul Hazelby was a bit off track saying that he didn't rate that record because the wicketkeeper simply stands behind the stumps and his responsibility is to take catches. You've got to take them. Just like full forwards in footy. If they kick eight goals and all of them within 25, 30 metres directly in front, what will be the reaction? It'll be over the top. Congratulations. Big raps on the full forward. Yet, that's his job, to kick goals. And if they get them from 20 metres out, 25 metres out, 50 metres out, on an angle, it doesn't matter. His job is to score goals. Hayes, a wicketkeeper's job is to take catches. Do you agree with me or not? All right, congratulations, Alex Carey. Eight catches out of ten wickets is a superb effort. And as I mentioned, a domestic record, and uh, it's also a record that I think will likely never be beaten for a long time. All right, um, let's go to our special guest, a wicketkeeper in her own right, captain of the Australian women's cricket team, and they are in town, ready for day one of the historic test between Australia and South Africa. Elisa Healy joins us on the program. Elisa, thanks for your time. 
Thanks so much for having me. Now, I'm going to ask the hard question first. Get ready for this, all right? Now, it's Valentine's Day, and Mitchell, your husband of almost eight years, has he done anything special today? No, absolutely zero. I haven't even heard a happy Valentine's. Um, but I feel like that's stock standard when you get married. I feel like that ends. But um, <laughs> the day is not done, so I'll wait. <laughs> I speak from experience. That is so true. That is so true. We talk about the Healy name, and it's so synonymous with cricket in Australia. As we know, Ian Healy's your uncle who's involved with SENQ. And, of course, your dad, Greg, uh, was a also a, a batter wig keeper, I think, for Queensland some time ago. Um, yeah, obviously, I think most of the Healy's that have, that have come through have, have played cricket at, at one time or another. I think Ian's son, Tom, played underage cricket for Queensland as well and had the gloves. So, um, yeah, there's something in the genes, um, something in the water that um, the Healy's drink. But um, funnily enough, I didn't actually get into the game with um, through family. I mean, we played it in the backyard, but it wasn't until we moved to Sydney and I went to, to school and um, one of the other girls actually that I was friends with um, wanted to give tr- cricket a try, so I went along with her. So it's um, yeah, quite a weird story, but um, yeah, I mean, having the last name Healy and your back running around for Australia is, um, is kind of a cool thing. It is very cool indeed. Saying that, before we get into the test match tomorrow, the historical test match between Australia and South Africa, the reason the uh, Healy or your family moved from the Gold Coast to Sydney? Was that a professional move by the family or was it for other reasons? Uh, it was Dad's work, um, purely. I think um, he was working and uh, got moved or got a job opportunity, I think, down in Sydney. So he moved down away from um, fr- away from the rest of the Healy's, got out of Queensland. So it's been a pretty good move, I think. Okay, tell us about your nickname, Midge. <laughs> Are you still called Midge amongst your teammates or is it very much uh, the inner sanctum that still call you that? Um, I'm quite literally called Midge by most people right around the world, just simply because Elisa seems to be really hard for people to say. So um, it is what it is. And unfortunately, or fortunately, um, Dad gave me that nickname when I was about two and it stuck right throughout my sporting career. It started on the soccer field, I'm pretty sure. So um, it's still there. It's um, it's a lot easier to, to roll off the tongue than Elisa. So uh, I'm stuck with it for life, I think. History in the making tomorrow. The first time there's been a test match at the Wacker between Australia and South Africa. It's a privilege that the Wacker is hosting such an important event. What's the general feeling inside the camp? Well, just a, a real buzz around around the group, I think. Um, we don't often get to play at the Wacker too much anymore. We don't seem to play much international cricket over this side of, of the country. So the fact that we can be over here, play at the Wacker, which is you know quite an iconic ground around the country, and also on top of that being a test match, um, just means everyone's really excited and um, ready for the opportunity to get out there and um, play some good hard-test cricket. There's been a spasmodically test cricket played at the Wacker. It started back in 1958. There was a draw there. Australia actually have never won a test at the Wacker. England were the last to visit here in 2014 and beat the Australians. So a bit of a hoodoo to overcome. It will be fast. It will be bouncy. And the certainly the outfield will give you value for your shots. Uh, have you had a look at the track? Um, yeah, we've, we've had a couple of days out here training, um, staring at it right now, and it, it looks an absolute belter. Um, They've had to put a heap of water into it. Obviously, you guys haven't had a lot of rain over here for a long period of time, but um, it looks like a really nice wicket. Probably, um, as per usual, Wacker, it might do a little bit on the first morning, but um, looks like a really nice batting track. So as a unit, we've just got to 
uh, work together and adapt with bat and ball and make sure that um, we're staying in the contest, um, as cliche as that all sounds. But um, it looks like a, a good old-fashioned um, test whacker wicket, which we're excited for. It is a summer sport cricket, and I know that you've gone to India where there is oppressive heat and other parts uh, around your travels. But saying that, 42 degrees forecast tomorrow in Perth. 11 o'clock is when the first ball will be bowled. When the heat is about, and it looks like being a prolonged heat, I think uh, for the continuation of the test match, uh, it'll be well over the old 100-degree mark and the old Fahrenheit scale. Concentration becomes such an important part of the game, whether you're batting, wicket-keeping or fielding when the heat's so oppressive. Oh, 100%. And you're spot on. We haven't played a lot of of test cricket either. It's not like, you know, we're overly conditioned to this format. So it's just going to be about managing our our workload and also managing our our mental um, resilience right throughout the game. Yes, it's hot, um, but we'll deal with that. We've been stifling over in the east coast of late with the humidity so it's actually a nice change to come over here into a, a different sort of heat so we feel we feel like we're ready to go we're um we're fit enough we're strong enough to handle that it's just about probably managing ourselves while we're out there and and for the bowlers i mean we're absolutely blessed within our squad um the 11 that we we pick will probably have eight bowling options in there so our ability to be able to rotate in that regard um, hopefully it will put us in good stead. Saying that, before we leave the heat, uh, you've got such a responsibility. You're the wicketkeeper. You've just taken on the mantle from Meg Lanning as captain and such a, an important batsman as well. Uh, are you balancing it OK uh, since given the, the captaincy of the Australian cricket team? I'll, I'll let you judge that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think um, personally I'm doing the, the best I possibly can. I think there's... Um, there's some areas I can always tidy up on and probably all three facets, but in saying that, I'm doing what I can and it's just about switching on to what you need at that moment in time, whether that be, you know, the captaincy aspect and then being able to switch off and, and go into wiki-keeping mode when you're out there as well. So I'm really lucky. I've got a, a great group of, of senior players around me that, um, you know, have taken a little bit of the load as well and, and let me just do my thing behind the stumps. But, look, I'm... I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I'm really enjoying the challenge. Um, it's not it's not too often this late in your career that you get thrown these amazing opportunities. So, mm. I'm just enjoying the the opportunity to grow and learn as a as a cricketer and also a human being. And um, yeah, doing the best I can. You gave such a, a tribute and accolades to Meg Lanning when she stepped down as captain of the International Australian uh, Women's Cricket Team. Are you a different captain to Meg, or have you taken some of her traits on board? Um, yeah, look. Uh, I think I am very different to Meg, and I think an area that what I met, watched Meg do really, really well is was just her ability to to basically pick up the team on on her shoulders and and drag us over the line on multiple occasions, um, you know, in in clutch moments. And I think that's something that um, you know I necessarily haven't really done throughout my career um, with with the skill set. But I mean, if I could find some sort of balance between me and her in that regard, um, that'd be we're both very different personalities, both on and off the field, and, and I'm not going to change who I am in that regard. I'm just going to try and be the best leader I can be. But Meg is, you know, hands down one of the most successful captains, you know, in both men and women's cricket and, and a really great leader to have played under. And um, I've taken a lot of learnings of, about the way that she, she went about things and, and hopefully I can put my own spin on on what it looks like, but in saying that, she's a pretty great person to learn from. 14-player squad, Sophie Molyneux has been named in the Australian squad for the first time since 2021. 
with the spin bowling all rounder. The only addition to that squad, looking at the squad, it seems you've got all bases covered. Uh, very competent with the bat, good middle order, and a nice array of uh, pace and spin. Are you comfortable with the squad that is assembled here in Perth that can maybe get the job done? Win, as we said, the multi uh, format series. Oh, 100%. I mean, the 14 we've got are making it really challenging to pick a final 11. I mean, we've got um, such variety um, with ball in hand and, and, and such such depth with, um, with the bat in hand as well, like you mentioned. So it's making it really challenging to pick that 11, but it does make it easier to know that whatever 11 that you we do go with are going to go out there and get the job done. So I don't think we can lose um, whichever way we go. Okay, finally, before we let you go, because I know you've got other commitments, uh, we saw Travis Kelsey and, of course, Taylor Swift the other night at the Super Bowl. <laughs> I reckon uh, Mitch Stark and Elisa Healy is probably the equivalent when it comes to Australian sporting stars. I saw that interview that you both conducted. He was in the chair. You were being interviewed on Fox Sports uh, the other day. Uh, how do you find it all? Because everybody sort of looks around to see when you're together and maybe take a few selfies and a few photos you are almost, almost the, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift of the cricket world. I'd probably liken us more to the Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively of the world <laughs> where we just take the piss out of one another instead. So, um, but look, it is what it is. And um, fortunately for the both of us, we're, uh, we enjoy our private life, um, but we also enjoy inspiring the next generation. So we're up for all of that, but um, it's very enjoyable nonetheless. We're loving it. We had Australia in the West Indies here last night. Loved calling the game. It was excitement plus. It'd be a great test match at the Wacker. It's an iconic venue. And Elisa Healy, thanks for joining us here on SEN Sports Day throughout Western Australia. Good luck. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a lovely person and great to have her on the program. So get along. I know it's going to be effective. Just looked at the forecast. I said 42 in the interview. Uh, the Bureau of Meteorology has just released the details for tomorrow. Just... Put another one on it. It's going to be 43 tomorrow. But it's going to be 29 on Friday. And then it's going to warm up again on the weekend up to 42 by Sunday. What's going on with this weather? What's going on with this weather? I just can't fathom it. It is so hot. But the fact you go from 43 to 29, then up to 37, then up to 42 again, it's all over the shop. Stay uh, cool. It's going to be a great test match. Go and support the Australian uh, women's cricket team against South Africa at the Wacker and hope you enjoyed the chat with uh, Elisa Healy. We're going to take a break, come back with more in a moment. This is Sports Day WA for Toolmart, the complete tool centre and also the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento.